This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to, and sometimes still do, write a weekly column, also called Unpopular Opinion, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, she is one part of the team that brings you the fantastic comedy show and podcast called facial recognition comedy she's also a fantastic comic you should go see her tell jokes sometime if you have the chance ladies and gentlemen Paula Vegan Island also joining me he co-hosts the fantastic podcast Bleak and Review which you can hear right here on the Unpops Podcast Network he is also a fantastic comic imagine that ladies and gentlemen Kevin Anderson. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, no one. Aww. My favorite co-host of all. It's just me. But I do have a room full of guests. Kevin Anderson's here. Hey. How's it going? You were on... Probably last week's episode. No, it will have been will have been two weeks ago. The where, the big political one where we had someone who was running for president on, yeah. and he called danger shorts. Oh yeah, that was consistently throughout the podcast. <laughs> so of course you can't. Of course you didn't win local office. Look at those shorts you wear. <laughs> also joining us for the first time. I'm gonna fuck this up. Pallavi Gunnelin. You got all the letters. I know. I feel like I That's did get the good. letters at least. Uh, it's Pallavi Ganalan. Ganalan. That was, but that was really good. Let's take it from the top. Also, I, also, I go by. I'm gonna fuck this up. I go by that as well. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> every open mic host in the city knows you. As they uh, were right. just like, Ugh. I used to just jump on stage and be like, "That's me." <laughs> hey, tell the people a little bit about yourself since it's your first time on the show. Um, this is my first time. And, uh, <laughs> I just didn't expect it to be episode. with two men like this. Um, <laughs> I really you're on a podcast oh yeah I thought it would be three men and I, was, I wouldn't be here <laughs> um, I am a stand-up comedian and I do improv as well and like some acting and writing and I also am an engineer uh, biomedical engineer and some people might know you from this network, maybe not this show, because Polavi has been on Bleak and Review before. That's oh, my, that's my wow. podcast. Yeah, that's oh, my- wow. Scooping me on the guests. Way to go, Kevin. Yeah, I've been hiding all the good non-men <laughs> guests from you. I'm, I don't tell you any of the non-men. That's that really that beneficial for us. So <laughs> yeah. thank you, Kevin. Uh, thanks for keeping us to yourself. <laughs> Perfect. I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. Are you calling us whores? What's happening? Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I, I, Kevin? That's how it was written as I tweeted it in my hoarder. head. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly as right. I tweeted it in my head. That's how like our narrators work. <laughs> how has no one ever made, like at least not a rapper or someone? Made that a phrase like hoarder. Yeah, I've heard like hors d'oeuvres. Like that's gonna like be the name. Of, I've heard that's that. gonna be the name of this episode, right? <laughs> no, hoarder. Your Bleach Review episode was called Raw Dog Leghorns. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I don't remember why, but well, that was gonna be the name of this episode. Too. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Yeah. So this this podcast it's about unpopular opinions. I'm leaving as <laughs> as the name implies. Um, I don't even have any notes up. I normally do. Whoa. We are just winging it. It's This all feels different. I don't normally record this time of day. Yeah, this is like the week. We're in like the evening. Normally, it's like really hot in here. Oh, and we yeah. We take off all our clothes. It feels nice. That, there's nice. that, but it's also just later. Wait, yeah. so we're not taking off our clothes? 
Uh, no. I mean, my okay. unpopular opinion is that I mean, I'm going to do it regardless. <laughs> yeah. Get Cancel. Kevin drunk. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that happens. But uh, I really wanted to have Paula V on. And the first date I ran by her didn't work. Ah. And well, here's- I just, uh, I can't, like, weekdays are harder for me. So yeah. I appreciate the weekend. I appreciate that. It's a rare weekend recording. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you don't do Saturdays. Fuck no, man. But because everybody's working for the weekend, you don't want to be working on the weekend. Right, right. But, but it doesn't now, really feel like working. Like if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, you know? Yeah, that's why I work so much. <laughs> Kevin, get out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, so should we get right into yes. some unpopular opinions? Let's do it. Do it. I want to talk about comedy. What? And a podcast about comedy? I know. Comedians? I have no opinions on comedy <laughs> or how anybody is in comedy. It's my unpopular lack yeah. of opinion. Yeah. That's a thing. Uh, <laughs> Where I don't like a person if they if they do that. Yeah. People are like, I'm apolitical. I'm like, swipe left. Uh, yeah. Fuck out of here. What are you doing? That's I'm, a bummer right now. I'm apolitical. How are but you the just happy? Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Things are fine for me. I'm not thinking like, about wow. it. Yeah, I'm not suffering. But I mean, uh, uh, the comedy thing is interesting because uh, as I uh, tweeted uh, the other day, well, I, have, I haven't Jesus even Christ, said Kevin, it. your Twitter again? I, I haven't no, even this is said Facebook, it. Actually. I haven't no. even said it yet. I, I was just saying it ties into the apolitical thing. I was just oh, okay. Say, uh, well, then go on. I was like, I'm interviewing We're a so pre- presidential Kevin. candidate. Uh, well, should I ask him how to fix the current state of po- podcasting and comedy if he's elected? Because that's like all anybody could talk that's about. That's probably the most on the spot we could have put him. Oh, because He's a comedian running for president. Yeah, exactly. Is he actually running for president? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But he's, is he is he like serious about it? Yeah, he's serious. He's about been on it. Fox Nation. Yeah, he's been on <laughs> he's been on some shows. Do we like him? Mm-hmm. First yeah, of all, yeah. it's a him, so I'm still behind Warren. Um, <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth Warren is my choice right now. Yeah, I mean, I liked him. Uh, I, he was great. Yeah, I don't think I would. Uh, and I'd check be, out yeah. Idiot Test on Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. Really fun show that he hosts. <laughs> so his shit, he's not even here. <laughs> so let's talk about comedy because I want to talk about the idea that comedy is being policed and people have to watch what they say. Now, no, no, that's <laughs> bullshit. Comedy has not changed. Comedy has always been policed, and people have always fucking lost jobs. For taking jokes too far, it is. This is nothing new. I think. Yeah. I think the difference is the the access and the exposure, right? Because uh, there was a comic, Dina Hashem, who had her Venmo joke. XXX Tentations fans like went after her, even though it was like mostly a joke about Venmo. But uh, <laughs> she, because he had money on him, and she was like such a great commercial for Venmo or whatever. Um, but it was a good joke, and she got like death threats and all of that. She gained a lot of followers. It, nobody talked about canceling her because it wasn't like it wasn't uh, in poor taste or whatever. Um, but she, like, I think, uh, the exposure, like she gained like 30,000 followers, but she had to keep everything on lockdown and she couldn't do shows and stuff because she was getting death threats. So I do think like the reaction, like people have like way more access to celebrities now right? through social media and like information, like her parents' address was posted, like all of that oh, so shit. So she got doxxed. She got doxxed. Oh, okay. like, yeah. yeah. So that's... I think, I think that shit happens where people like try to make you fucking miserable, like online and in real life more than in the past. Yeah, but, but that also happens just in general. Like yeah, you find that in true. ever since 4chan any, has been a thing. Anyone who <laughs> ever does since the internet, like, yeah. yeah, anyone who does anything wrong on Twitter gets not even that wrong, to just some has backlash. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think perceive it wrong. as wrong or whatever. Yeah. Or they they are but offended or angry or trolling or whatever. Where I think the access comes into play is we just have more access to information. Things yeah. live forever. So, but you specifically are talking about like the whole Shane Gillis uh, losing well, your job or whatever. Losing yeah, your the, job. like losing your job. It that's been happening forever. Like there's no. But I do think there's more public pressure. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm not saying that he like whatever happened was good or bad. Right. I'm saying like there is. I think uh, because of the information access, the public is able to put more pressure on people to like fire or they call it cancel culture or whatever. But I don't, that person's never actually canceled. Shane Gillis had like, like how many old white yeah. men reach out to him saying that they were going to help him. Yeah. No, and Andrew Yang, I think too. <laughs> what the fuck? No, he, they, he said we were going to meet to discuss this. Like we're going to have like a summit or something. I don't know. But it's like, he's <laughs> not. Yeah. I think when, whenever that shit happens, unless there's like criminal charges brought against somebody, they're not like actually canceled. Right. 
Right, and that's the thing. Criminal charges used to be brought against comedians for the things they yeah. said. George Carlin got arrested for uh, on obscenity charges. Lenny Bruce got arrested on obscenity charges. When's the last time a fucking comic got arrested for telling yeah. jokes in the United States? Yeah, in the United States, yeah. Like, Sorry, listeners around the world. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Freedom of Freedom, speech. Freedom, baby. <laughs> we're, we're doing really well over here. What about the guns? Okay. <laughs> you got Fuck us on the guns. Okay, you got us, potential <laughs> listeners. Fuck your universal health care. We could say prick. <laughs> like when we're like, my prick is about to fall my off because I don't have health care. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> But uh, in an Uber to the hospital because yeah. I can't afford it. Fucking, if I I would I would take a shared one too. Like I oh, know yeah, I'd just Uber be pool? bleeding out over like oh, a yeah. stranger. What are you in for? Uh, lymphoma. No, what are I, you in for? I would literally like be bleeding out, and they'd still be like, "Where are you really from?" <laughs> like, I'd be like, "Fucking again, this Uber too." <laughs> no, like I know you live on the west side, but like, where are you from? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm like, I'm dying. Let me tell you why Louis C.K. is so pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. back to that. Like it, I just i I feel like even the thing about there being more pressure from the public because of social media and things, that's still just comedians not adapting. Like that, that's a change in the way the world works. You're not going to undo that pressure from people. So you have to adapt either by changing your jokes or being ready to get that pressure from the public when you say something edgy. That's what like a lot of the older comedians who don't give a fuck about Twitter and stuff. Like if something like that, um, that clip with Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld, Oh, uh, talking funny from Chris Rock and Ricky Gervais Gervais came up and like, uh, they were saying the N word and Chris Rock didn't like say, don't say that. And like got a bunch of backlash on Twitter, but he didn't, he just ignored it and went away. Yeah. So it's like that. And then like, you know, Anthony Jeselnik's never going to get in trouble because that's his persona. I also right. like that right. Chris Rock gets people go after Chris Rock for letting other people say the N word. I know. I'm like, Not go the after the one black man. Who said there's three yeah. white guys saying the N word? It, well, honestly, it honestly was like they were shitting on the white people, but then they like li- they went after Chris Rock. And I was like, this is. That's not how that works. If there's anybody to but shut it's down that it's, it's Gervais. It's a lot. It's like blaming women for, you know, it's. Mm. Mm. It's yeah, like a, it's very, it's a very strong and like strange reaction. And that also that came up in like well, like two thousand seven or two thousand eight or something. I'd like seen that. that before multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and like, but I feel like different. That's like, like when is special when he? Yeah, and that was like Louis' height of his when he was like the king of like the HBO specials and everything, and he was like the first guy to say it like and be like, yeah, I'll say it on stage, and like I think it was like normalized in a lot of people's heads. Like, of course they would say it uh, like that, and like. Like, it does sound weird, but that's only 10 years ago, and, like, it was kind of different even then, but, like... It was, I, yeah. I think that... Oh, it was absolutely different. Because then they would losing. be more yeah. upset back then. Yeah, but he's he wouldn't have... I mean, there was nobody for the talking funny thing or any of his specials that was trying to fire him, but also, I think that we, as a public, didn't quite unite to say, hey, that's fucking dumb. Don't do that. Like, you're, but I mean, you're very confident thing, right now. We don't like it. The same thing is happening now, right? Like, yeah. uh, like I... Absolutely love Chappelle. I think he's a great person in real life too, because he's you know been at the store, whatever. He's very nice to everybody. I thought his last special was was great, but there were definitely parts of it where I thought it was very lazy. Yeah. Um, and I was like bummed because I'm I'm holding him up to his own standard because he's such yeah. an amazing comedian. I talked about this in the last podcast too, but he, <laughs> he he yells the he yells the word faggot. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna say I'm bi. So you guys, <laughs> yeah, but that's never that's never been yelled at me. So maybe I can't say it. I don't know. But he yells that word, and like he's talking about how he's getting canceled, or he didn't say canceled, but he's talking about the reaction. You can't say anything about, against LGBTQ people, and it's like you're how many millions of dollars are you getting paid for this special right yeah. now? Yeah, where you're yelling and the word faggot. It's not just that, but the people who make that argument then usually go on to say all of those jokes. Like yeah. they say the exact things that they say they can't say. Like, yeah. Like, and then, and they get paid a bunch for it. Right. And like, there's a big difference between being can't like Al Franken was fucking canceled. Yeah. Like he probably lives in a goddamn cave now. <laughs> but, he, like, but he also like, it, but, it was different. 
he he yeah, he yeah. did things. He didn't. That's a clarification. No, no, no. He did doing things versus saying things is different. Right. So if we're just talking about saying things. But uh, I'm talking of I, I'm referring to the the after effects of what happened to him. Like he's right. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. That's an actual. Louis C.K. is he's still performing in. He's a, I think he's in Chicago right now doing the clubs. only yeah. thing Louis C.K. can't do now that he was doing before is maybe his FX show. And he and can't Netflix. do comedy clubs without people getting mad about it. Well, do but your fucking still, comedy clubs and let people be mad about it. He's still doing it. Yeah, yeah he's still. So, yeah. He's not, like, he what's what, he lost? Do you know and, what I think happened with the Al Franken versus Louis C.K. thing? And this is because I have I have a soft spot for Al. Well, Franken. Al Franken only had one job too. He had he had one job. It was political, but also because I have a soft spot for him, I'm gonna say that I think the reason he knowing that I think the reason that he got canceled was because he had some integrity about it. He like resigned. He like let yeah. himself be canceled. Yeah. If he wanted to true. like stay on, he probably could have. But I think it's because at, that's my interpretation of it. If people take their L's, then you know, they'll fade away. But right. Louie wasn't about to do that. And none of these comics are. Right. And like, there's a difference between, but like you lose jobs. It's a thing that happens. Like Sarah Silverman yeah. now, like I even a couple weeks ago was like, yeah, that was the Silverman. Sh like it was like, like from 2001 or something. Right. Yeah. Like that but episode. also like the more I thought about it, she lost one job. And she gets so many Wait, jobs. She lost one job for the yeah. blackface or for the blackface thing. She got, Did she, she actually fired. lost for that job. She got fired from some movie, she she and they said it was because of. Role, yeah, and but they. She, she, I didn't hear. I didn't when she had her show, her recent show, "I Love You, America." She, um, she talked about it and how it was wrong, and I didn't mention. I didn't realize she had gotten fired, but she was. She like she talked about the. She was doing it to address the fact that it had been done, but she was doing it in like a cool way, and then she was like, "Wait, right. I'm just still doing it." Right. Yeah. She, she addressed that whole. Yeah, and that that's the whole thing. She addressed it. She, ha I think she got fired well after she yeah, had she even the, addressed it. Yeah, that article came out. Oh, uh, she got fired after she addressed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. She I think, this. I think like so. she's just now bringing it back up because she just lost a movie role. Just over now, it. right? But, but oh, yeah. I thought so, it was a while ago. I and, also think that from what I remember from that article, she's bringing up not in the look what PC culture is doing to destroy comedy way. It was like a this no, is the kind of stuff. No, she that called you, it a new McCarthyism. Yeah. she's definitely oh, she bringing okay. it up. I oh, I didn't read this article. I'm sorry. Yeah, it just. She called it a new McCarthyism recently? Uh, like two or three days ago, yeah. Oh, okay, I haven't, I haven't read, read this. Yeah. Read and it's that. like, it's We're very like good at this. no, you got fired from one fucking movie. Yeah. Like, you still get so many jobs. You have so many opportunities. There are people that will work with you. Calm the fuck down down yeah okay, it's first all of, all, of these never tell a woman to come down <laughs> you're canceled you're canceled for being here um <laughs> i'm telling comedy to calm yeah, down yeah. and i feel like what's happening is people feel like they're entitled to mainstream opportunities and success while doing not mainstream shit yeah and that's never the fuck how it works if you want to be that edgy comic be that edgy comic and yeah. go do your fucking comedy. You're probably not going to be on ABC. Right. <laughs> and if you want to be the comic on SNL and help Trump get reelected, uh. then fucking make that your career path. But they're two different paths. You know, do you know that's a, that's a, somebody was saying, oh, fuck, who was it? Somebody was saying that, I think it was Nick Vatterot when we were at the, I don't know if he wants me to say this, but when we were at the show together, he was saying that like the do way. Do his New York pizza bit. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I pull out my set list, my giant set list. Um, he was saying that you either have to be really woke or like on like really to the right. Like you have to be like really like anti PC, like whatever. And that's how you become successful in comedy. Do you like Cameron yeah. Esposito or Adam Carolla? That's the only two paths you can take. Yeah. I mean, we'll look at it. <laughs> yeah. No, I get what you mean. I totally, I totally feel and that. It's, and it's, it's also the canceling versus losing jobs is two different things, I think. Cause we, we all kind of collectively know that people like TJ Miller and stuff are bad people but like they haven't really lost work from it i don't think but like they might have lost work but not maybe. like like everything yeah not everything but like he's like, fine like people have been losing jobs forever gilbert well, that, gilbert godfrey lost his aflac job over tsunami. a fukushima joke and that's what i was gonna say like, it happens the thing i was thinking about it is like people say this like like oh they're stifling like an artist can't be creative because they'll lose a job and i was like I don't it's a job. Have you never heard of an HR department before? Because you get fired from any shit job, like any fucking office job. If you said those words or you did right. this thing and like they heard about it, even if it was on your Twitter, they could totally do that. They're like, that's what everybody does. But it's, yeah. it's also like different. the free market too, right? Like right, yeah. if, if 
if it's a if their artistic expression is not like you know marketable or whatever then it's like any unknown person right like Absolutely. It's, they're not gonna get to their market yeah your market is shrinking if you're like staying you know if you're not progressive yeah right. if you want to stay in your lane and you like won't let go of what you think is okay to talk about and use whatever words you want it's like yeah there's gonna be people that still like that that think like you but if as the world shifts into a different perspective you're going to lose opportunities and, probably and the thing is i think that a lot of people don't want to admit that it's not not funny because it's offensive it's just not funny yeah like, that, like, like that's the thing is like like I've been told that Shane is very funny. We have mutual friends. I met him one time and like, I like, I'm sure he, I bet he fucking murders on stage. Yeah. But what he said in that podcast, like none of it was a punchline. Yeah. No, it's a racial slur. I think they, I think what they're saying is that we can say anything. We can, we're not like doing anything bad so we can say anything. Right. At least for the, the verbal stuff. Right. Freedom but of speech, man. Freedom of speech things. But it's like for some of them, I'm like, I know you're smarter than the take you have on on this yeah like i know that you're coming at it from a false premise because i know you are smarter and you have more information than that right like in um bill burr's recent Thank, special i was about to bring that up <laughs> i fucking love bill burr and i i'm just realizing how much of an influence he is on my comedy because i just fucking yell and i have anger <laughs> issues and i'm like yeah there is a fucking person inside of me that's mad all the time that i can't control sometimes <laughs> so I, I i like love him and i, I liked his special better than Chappelle's latest is special one yeah um and uh, but i i went into it like purposefully like okay i'm probably gonna have to turn my brain off like my get offended brain off for part of this just to enjoy it. I think his takes on like the believe all women stuff or believe women. And then he was like, really believe all women. And it's like, but we are as an audience already know that you're not supposed to believe every single woman. Like yeah. that's, that's like the not all men yeah. take. It's yeah. like, no, like we're saying uh, men, men are trash or whatever, but we, the people who are saying it know that it's not every person. Right. So if you're coming in and having a take on it, you have to take into account the uh, assumptions that we've already made. Right. Right. And I feel like, uh, like Burr, I feel like he could have done a better, a smarter angle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, a, I, yeah. I, I love his special. But Cause I like that special a lot too. And I actually have a theory on it. It's probably bullshit and wrong, but I think like the first 10 minutes of that special were like, to hook you in. Well, like the definitely they were for the sizzle reel for the Netflix trailer because the trailer makes it look like he's way more of an edge lord than he is in the yeah. Yeah. special. Because when he gets into his Which personal is, shit, like the back half of that special is amazing. But the back half of the special, he was also talking about race, and I feel like he. Uh, I said this in the last podcast too. It's just on my mind. But I felt like with Bill Burr with women and Dave Chappelle with LGBTQ, they take dumber angles compared to their own takes on race. Yeah. So it's like, I know I, they're both so fucking amazing. And like, I think some of the, the best comics of all time. And I'm like, I just, it, it's just a disappointment to me. Cause I want to see them take that to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. The, my, I liked both specials, uh, to some extent, but I agree with you. There were, there were just parts of it where it's like fucking let it go. Like there's a reason if you watch Eddie Murphy raw or Eddie Murphy delirious. Yeah. There's a reason that shit doesn't hold up Sure is because it's just jokes about gay people and yeah. watching it. Now you're like how all women are money that is uncomfortable. <laughs> and like that section of Chappelle's special about LGBTQ people is, is going to be his fucking Eddie Murphy delirious yeah. in 20 years where people will be like, man, that special ended on a really strong point. Too bad about that. Yeah, too bad about that other section. thing, though. Huh? I don't think all, all of the LGBTQ stuff was bad. The part that... <laughs> Like I think was like open mic level in terms of its premise was the trans Asian joke. Yeah, and yeah. I know, but I know he's smarter, so I feel like he he knew what he was doing when he did it. But it's still like when I watch it, I'm like, come on, like think of something else. In both of those, <laughs> in both of those specials, especially the Burr one, because I watched that way more recently, so it's more fresh in my mind. But like, I feel like there was like a producer. I know this is what happened, but it feels like a producer who's like. Oh, what are the kids getting offended by now? You got to hit this point, this point, and this point. Like, it felt like it was very much like, I have to say these things because these are the topics that people are upset about. And then when he got to do what he wanted to do, the shit came together better. Like, that's just how it felt. It felt like really stiff and like, and like constructed by like a, an outrage generating like team yeah. instead of Burr's own. Cause but Burr's thing has always been, Hey, here's some dumb shit. I think, but don't listen to me. I'm a fucking idiot. He didn't yeah. do nearly enough of, or as much as that as he used but to. He, he did when he talked about race and oh, yeah, like, that's what I mean at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I also like, I also just really tired of, uh, some of those comics, 
perspectives on stuff yeah. when they're just in a room together. Because I'm like, you guys are omitting so obvious of perspectives. Yeah. Like when um, there is late lights out with David Spade and it was him, Burr and Jeffries talking about Shane Gillis. And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck what this room of white men. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. It's like, it's like, how could you like, do you not see the picture? Just like, like I'm sure Jeffries has done a bit about abortion on his show and then showed the Congress people who are all white men. Like, that's what you look like. To us. <laughs> yeah. Like, do yeah. you not see that? Yeah. And then like, I love Anthony Jaselnik. This, this is a problem. It's like the reason I'm so passionate about this is because I fucking love comedy and I love these people. Like, yeah. Like, right, I love totally. these comics and that's why I like wish I was at their level so I could just sit there and argue with them and be like, you're smarter than this. <laughs> but, um, and also so I could be rich, but <laughs> that would be nice. That would be, Hey, Cha that would be nice. Cha -ching. <laughs> that's great. But, uh, there was like a, <laughs> thank you. That's my catchphrase. You that would be a nice. t-shirt in the lobby. After we leave. <laughs> the lobby. There was also, um, Anthony <laughs> Jeselnik has an interview, uh, show and I watched clips on YouTube and it was like him and David Spade and they were talking about bringing politics into comedy and they were like, I don't, I just want to make the people laugh. And it's like, Oh, that's really fucking noble white men. Like, yeah. You get to yeah. do that because like, if I get on stage and I am like, what female, like queer Brown observational comics do you know? Do you know like what, right. what female observational comics do you know? We can't, cause we're so mad about shit. Like so much, we have to be like, our existence is political. It's so great that you can just make the yeah. people laugh and not give them you know, whatever. What's but the same like, kind of person that's like, I don't do politics, you know? Cause it's like, you have that I literally, already. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't have to fucking think about it. Congratulations. Yeah. But like, don't, don't make it seem more noble. Yeah. It's than it not is. a thing. Like, you we should still be, make people laugh. It's not a thing you should be proud of. Exactly. Like, especially with Trump in office, you should not be proud that, yeah, I don't fuck with politics. I, I mean, but I understand, yeah. I understand being like, I want to make people happy. I don't want to like, ups, like I, when people, you know, spend whatever money they have and they have a babysitter and whatever, and they come out, they want to be entertained. And I get that, but there is, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass cause I'm not a skilled enough comedian to like, well, it's just whatever specific styles though. It's yeah. like, if your style is like, as you know, like Jim Gaffigan's not a political comedian, he's a political person, but like his style just isn't po political comedy, but he doesn't go like, oh yeah, man. Like I just don't want to put politics in my my jokes because I want everyone yeah. to be like it's like no that's not don't, my style that's not my voice don't put down people yeah for, yeah absolutely and uh, God I had another thing and I totally forgot what it was I don't really but, do politics in in my stand up uh, probably because of the only well yeah because I do so much other shit that's politics related I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, don't really, I check that box somewhere else. And it's also so and, fleeting for me. Like, it's like you can do jokes about what's happening, but like. But it, it also can be like political if it's politically charged. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't. I think I've said Trump once in any of my jokes, <laughs> but I like talk about white people and I talk about like other shit. And it's like that would be considered. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> white people? What? What did they do? Wait, are you guys, are you guys white? No, we're the good ones. We're, the, we're two of the good ones. Holy, you're white. And then I just knocked you yeah. yeah. Adam Todd Brown. I thought Kevin you were Anderson. Armenian. And then I like leave. I thought you were Italian. Speaking of the uh, thing though, like, like going back to, I remember what I wanted to yeah. say. Uh, we were saying about like Jim Jeffries and all them. It's like, I'm glad we're hearing your perspectives on this. Like that's all we're getting. Like I got really drunk at my open mic and tweeted something about. What's new? Uh, <laughs> come to kill the mic, everybody. I'm Woo! black out by 11 uh, <laughs> but like I just said something it was like right on the when everyone was talking about the Chappelle special and I was like hey you know if your hero thinks it's cool to be shitty to LGBT people uh, maybe get a new hero it's just a shitty drunk thing that I said yeah. I, and uh, a bunch of people responded a bunch of people everybody who responded saying I was wrong straight man a bunch of people who just gave it a heart react were just my LGBT friends. Like, like, and that's why I'm like, can't you just see that Dude. the fact that you're the group of people that are taking issue with this and they are, they don't want, it's like, no, no, no. It's cool for him to say that. Like they're agreeing that it's not, <laughs> and they're part of the group we're talking about. Yeah. And there's just all no the, the disconnect. All the most active people on Twitter. I think that, like, and the other thing is, like, I don't wish, like, harm on these people no. who are, like, whatever. Like, I want there to be redemption. I, I want accountability and understanding and communication or whatever. So, like, I don't, like, want anything bad to happen to Shane or anything. And, like, my thoughts on it are complicated as well. But 
they're like the ones that were like so angry. Yeah. Were mostly white men and then Rob Schneider and then this other <laughs> like Latino comic or I don't know. His yeah. Comic. And people like people who were angry about Shane Gillis. There, some of them even got angry at Rob Schneider because if you look at Rob Schneider's Twitter thread, it starts with him being like, this is bullshit. There's no reason he should have got fired. Right. And then by the end of it, he's like, all right, I get it. There is a difference between jokes and just throwing out a racial slur in 2018. Wait, yeah. so Rob Schneider and figured then, out jokes finally? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was literally going to say, I was literally going to say, uh, like all these white comedians and Rob Schneider, not because he's half Filipino, but because he's, <laughs> I'm literally so not successful. <laughs> I'm not good. So that's comedy. It's going pretty good for everybody. I yeah. think comedy uh, is fun. Who Should we predict who's getting, who's going to lose their jobs next? <laughs> Oh, can I? I've yeah. been saying this is not comedy. This is not comedy. But I literally said this in the last podcast. I'm totally going to get shit for this, but I don't give a fuck. But I'm pretty sure it's going to come out. Like, everybody probably knows. But, like, I'm pretty sure it's going to come out that, like, eventually all these people are going to come forward that Drake's a pedophile. Because, like, uh, there's just been too many, like, signs. Who? Drake. Drake. Oh, Drake. Yeah. It's like, Millie Bobby Brown, like, why are you talking to her about boys? He shut down a restaurant for an 18 year old's birthday party. He like brought a 17 year old girl on stage and was like kissing her and like whatever. Yeah. And then he was like, how old are you? And she was like 17. And he was like, what? You look so <laughs> thick. How could you be 17? And then he just kept kissing her. And he kept kissing her. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, I'm going to just do a felony. <laughs> I'm just going to do a felony. <laughs> But it's like, I feel like that's going to happen. And so, like, I've been listening to Drake, but, like, really guiltily and, like, knowing that it's probably going to be one of the last times I listen yeah. to Drake. Well, I mean, like, people don't care that Seinfeld did that. And yeah. that's well documented. Yeah. Like, talk about someone who didn't get canceled at all for somebody, some weird shit. Somebody, somebody tw- fuck, I wish I knew who it was, but somebody tweeted comedians in cars picking up their girlfriends from high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's really funny. <laughs> so funny. But, yeah. yeah, he's not. So, Dre, your, your pick is Dre. We should have like a cancel pool on the uh on pops but i think it's gonna take a lot because he's so powerful he's like the most powerful man in hip-hop right now yeah like i guess jay-z maybe but jay-z got canceled just for cheating no i mean like the most powerful (laughs) man in hip-hop i don't think he's done anything like that but uh he didn't even get canceled his wife his wife was like shut up you're gonna wear what i want you to what i want you to wear (laughs) grow your hair out all right cool we'll be back yeah, he just, just kind of got publicly shamed. I think he was like, like he got. Like, I don't even know if he got shamed. I feel like I heard a lot of people like when Lemonade came out. You know, like there were so many people just like Jay Z's fucked up. Like yeah, but just were they all about, women? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I think a lot of them were women. No, yeah, probably. it was mostly Nobody women. gives a shit about no, like. No, I know. I meant like he was he was made a fool of. <laughs> yeah, all I meant. He but they still made money off of it as a couple. So they sure did. Yeah. They turned that. They turned that. Uh, turned that into money. Turned, turned that tryst into some. Turned it hey, into sh- lemonade. <laughs> turned it into lemonade. Yep. Uh, should we get to the next unpopular oh, yeah. opinion, or sure. do we want to talk about fucking comedy? For no, I was just trying to think of anyone else that I. Please no. <laughs> I bet the guy from Imagine Dragons. I don't know why. I just that'd be funny. <laughs> I feel like at some point I'll get canceled, but I'll just like be quiet about it if I can keep off Twitter for like two days. I'm gonna cancel myself at some point. Yeah, I'll just like be off Twitter and. Just, just go for it. I just it. want to record these in like a fucking compound in Nevada, like Art Bell. Go to uh, wake up every morning. Like a Boniver of. Yeah. <laughs> like get up, go in the basement, fucking five in the morning, record these, and then just tend to my land. The rest Isn't that of the what day. Bill Burr does with his Monday morning podcast? I don't <laughs> he just records it by himself. Right? I don't fucking listen to podcasts. <laughs> You could go record in Al Franken's cave <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? You want to go? Uh, mine's really quick and it's stupid. It has nothing to do with no. anything. I think we should abolish all paper mail. <laughs> I'm over it. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, I'm so well. A, I I think for many reasons, uh, it's uh, environmentally ridiculous. That first of all, how much mail do you receive on a daily basis? That's not just trash that you immediately throw away, or for somebody else that lived there ten years ago. I don't know how often you guys move around, but uh, I I just feel like it's such a huge waste and. Uh, everything should just be digital. It's faster. It's, it makes more sense. Uh, I mean, I know, I guess a lot of people would be out of a job. That's why it's an unpopular opinion. Like yeah. if you abolish the postal service. But it's common of, anyway. Like, I mean, you can't oppose automation. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. You just need to be a people with skill sets to uh, rise above it. 
And like, I feel like mail carriers are a thing that could be replaced by robots. By really female they already carriers. Are, yeah. <laughs> they, them All carriers. female reboot. Non-binary package deliverers. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I have opinions on this. Yes, yes. I would donate to so many more causes if they would just fucking leave me alone. Yeah. I donate to environmental causes and they send me giant packets. Yeah, like paper. What stuff. are you? What are you? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm not giving you more money. What are yeah. you doing? And then, like, the other thing is, so that happens, and that's annoying. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, the like Amazon. I order from Amazon a lot because I hate shopping. Yeah. There's got to be a better fucking way. Like the way they package stuff is so wasteful. Oh, and the yeah. fact that I order so much and I'm not bad at planning. Um, and San Francisco actually had uh, like an issue with their recycling because it was getting overwhelmed by all these Amazon. Packages. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus, I didn't know that. I feel like medical marijuana or recreational marijuana oh. is a thing that's going to really start having an environmental impact. Because they because like those, the vacuum they, sealed yeah, bag like, of one nugget of weed yeah, <laughs> yeah you get like you get an eighth of weed and they give you this like eight by 11 plastic bag with this elaborate zipper and it's like well i'm gonna throw that in the trash i like i can't reuse that yeah it's insane and it's just like i mean that's something that like i get that like going back to my original thing of like abolish all paper mail i'm literally talking about like letters and stuff because i know that we're still have to do packages we should make them more environmentally friendly but like to get things delivered you can't make that electronic because that's a physical thing but anything that's literally just like dmv shit or voter registration stuff like everything i honestly think like it should all be online can we yeah can we still keep like postcards and like fun letters yeah fun postcards with like a little picture of a hippo from the zoo or something on it yeah totally. just like stuff i send my friends yeah little cute little cute one sheets but just like little things that'll be yeah. actually probably more costly <laughs> if you eliminate everything else except for like the three postcards that are sent every year yeah, yeah. All keep the two post from office. me you yeah. have to keep the post office open for that. Yeah. I did uh, a couple weeks ago. I uh, gave out an address for people to mail me letters. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, that's why I thought of this. I was like, fuck your fans. <laughs> did you? No, of course 3727 not. West Magnolia Boulevard, uh, number 1505. Yeah. Burbank, California, 91505. Send me a letter. I'll write you back. It might take me a while. Send it but, on, uh, send it on I, good paper, though, like the good uh, reusable, reusable. I've gotten stuff. a couple. And I haven't read them yet because I use this service that scans them in for me mm. because in case anyone like sends me ricin or yeah. something, yeah. like I, I want, you never know. You're, you're a person yeah. on the internet. Yeah. I'm paying for that's someone so else funny. to die. That's both like, that's both like <laughs> smart and also arrogant. Like, oh yeah. Super <laughs> like, arrogant. Yeah. Someone wants to oh. use, I'm sure ricin's probably expensive, hard to get, whatever. And you're like, they're going to use it on me. They're gonna yeah, <laughs> absolutely. so important. Well, People, the first, everyone wants to kill me. Assassinate me, daddy. Uh, yes, daddy. Slip <laughs> my throat in my sleeve. The first letter that came, the envelope. That's so disturbing, Kevin. <laughs> you saying it like that? The envelope on the first letter that came is typed with a typewriter. No, that's scary. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's very. And, Tom Hanks? And it's just initials. But they did give a return address. Oh, okay. Which I should probably... Say on the air. <laughs> Google Earth before I... It's blacked out. <laughs> ...let someone open that fucking letter. I'm fascinated to know. I hope the letter's typed, too. I'm not going to type back. I will, like, handwrite that yeah. or something. I did Send that, me a uh, letter. When I was sending out uh, uh, a Bleak and Review promo we were doing for a while, was review the podcast on iTunes, five stars, I'll send you shirts I don't wear anymore. <laughs> but I was throwing in little notes with that too, so I guess I am guilty of it. But I, I think the thing that actually, obviously, your fans sending you things is not what inspired this. What inspired it is how much just trash is in my mailbox, like how yeah. much of it goes straight from my mailbox into the trash can, or it's like... It's most of it. Yeah, it's like it's like people saying, who trying to give me, get more credit cards, get a loan. Like, I'm just like, like, fuck like, off. I also like, so there's... The that and that's like the environmental issue but it's like i cannot unsubscribe from amtrak like i can't yeah. like my email like it should be easier to leave companies than it is a person do you know what yeah. i mean like, yeah absolutely like, and keep, especially amtrak there's no i click unsubscribe and it's like sorry this link isn't found and i'm like you <laughs> bastards and then i keep clicking it and nothing happens and there's no other way to unsubscribe yeah yeah, that is uh that is the bane of my existence right now. Like like 
trying to, I'm trying to simplify because I've already, I, I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I abandoned my email address because too many things had that. Like I was getting too much junk. I was like, that thing's fucking, like I lost a whole month's worth of show bookings for this podcast Why? network. No, no, I mean for the, because oh. Adam sends out an email for like, hey, are you available these dates? And I just didn't see it for months because it was just under like a million Casper mattresses oh. emails. Oh yeah. And uh, stamps.com, which it's I tried It's very irresponsible once. of you. Yeah, no, I know. I so, need you, Kevin. I know. More white men on podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, <laughs> great abolish. if I was never heard on the podcast again. <laughs> like, wasn't there a girl there? Or something? I just do a terrible impression of you. Do it. Oh god! And then he does an Indian accent, and we're like cancel, <laughs> cancel. Why would I you do that when I talked about my mom? This just became a popular opinion, opinion right? <laughs> I hey, get it. That's a Simpsons. The Simpsons joke. character. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know. If we have any more thoughts on that? I that's just pretty yawned basic. into the mic. How yeah. rude. <laughs> I have sleep apnea. Leave me alone. <laughs> I thought you were just like, oh, I'm so bored of The Simpsons. No, I'm tired. <laughs> the Simpsons tired. has been on a long fucking time. Yeah, that's an unpopular opinion that you could bring up that we could all just, maybe we all stumbled into organically. Is The Simpsons still good? I don't know. I, I haven't watched it. it. Yeah, I guess wow. in years. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right, Pallavi, what's your opinion? I think some uh, uh, medical interventions should be required um, even if it's against people's wishes. And by that, I mean vaccinations, obviously, if they don't have weakened immune systems or, you know, they can handle it. Um, and then things for that treat children who are like in religious families that uh, refuse medical intervention. Oh, yeah. Um, just because I think that for minors, like they can't, the decision's not in their hands. So it should be in the hands of a capable, competent person who's <laughs> looking out for their best physical well-being the mental and emotional stuff like they don't even have a choice over that yet right they like oh, yeah. you know no, um, anti-vaxxer parents are child abusers <laughs> this is my i, I agree I, I agree feel that way i understand like i feel that way about the religious stuff too because it's, no, just, totally, it's totally. all just beliefs and it's like it's it well the anti-vaxxer parents that like but the anti-vaxxer is an add layer because it's not just affecting their kids Right. So it's, it's like their community right. and their native. Yeah. yeah. And I understand but you're like, also talking about like Jehovah's Witnesses who yeah. won't let What's their, their what's their thing? I don't know. They don't uh, let their kids get transfusion. Yeah, I think it's uh, blood right, right, right. transfusion. And then Christian scientists I think don't, oh, yeah. don't have any medical Yeah, uh, it's part you know, of the, part of what killed Prince. Prince was a Jehovah's Witness and he needed right. I think both hips replaced and would not get the surgery, so he just took... Damn, that's how hard he was fucking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, so he dude. just took opioids instead and started fucking even harder. Crisis. Maybe. Crisis I don't know how opiates though. work. Probably not. Oh, yeah. When you, when you take Vicodin, you fuck good, dude. <laughs> you fuck so good. And, by, and you mean good by, like, laying there, right? Like, that's what Kevin likes. Yeah. When they all are almost dead. <laughs> right. feel dead. Half, half hard, uh, barely awake. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how Kevin likes it, it's when Kevin's you're barely awake. comedy album. Face down, ass up. That's the way I pass out my own vomit yeah. <laughs> while I'm fucking. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's, like, I don't know. I'm just tired of uh, people dying because of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I know it's a it's a hot button issue because there are there are some laws. I think Oregon just passed a law that doesn't allow religious exemptions for vaccinations. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, I don't like I freedom, freedom for everything, except when you start harming people physically, because like I don't I like I don't I think when you die, it's the end and stuff. And I know that's my belief. And but like what we can handle is what's happening here on earth. And I just think that, you know, it's part, it's negligence to let your child come to harm just because they happen to get sick and their prevention's available. I mean, like They're, if it was religious, like a religious belief that like when your child turns 12, you punch him in the face a bunch of times. If that was part of your religion, yeah. like, like thing, like that would still be punching a just, child. Uh, I think it's, but just even illogical. it's even more passive, right? No, no, absolutely. It's like, it's like if you, it's like if you didn't feed them. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's, that's a better, that's a better example. Right. Cause yeah, <laughs> but like, but I, I used to volunteer at the children's hospital in Pittsburgh and, uh, I just like go around, uh, talking to the patients and like doing stuff for the hospital. And even the Amish people would come in when their kid was sick and mm. it'd be like a baby and there'd be like 50 parent like adults because they all like were there as a community supporting and they don't 
use, you know, ele- like electronics and all of that stuff, but they knew like, oh, I'm not going to fuck around with this child's yeah. life. Yeah. They were like, this is bigger than this. Our butter's our, not going to yeah. fix this kid. <laughs> yeah. So they'd, they'd bring it and then we'd be like, do you want coffee? Do you want anything? Can we help with anything? And they just wouldn't talk to us, which was fine. If they didn't want to like interact with the modern world, they don't have to. Yeah, small talk's not necessary. <laughs> yeah. They were there for the one purpose of making sure that their child survived and was healthy. And that's totally fine like that if you don't want to take anything else like don't but like this is a kid it's not your life it's another person's you imagine that kid like going like when they go to that hospital for the first time because they're sick they're like see what the world is and they're like oh yeah no i definitely want this i want to keep having this they're like i'm <laughs> playing with the ipad now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah they, what we're doing I mean, that, that shit's white they have they have like lights and shit <laughs> yeah that's the yeah that's the fear i guess that God, people that- have that's the, they'll leave. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's like it's crazy but, for me to. I could. I couldn't do it. I, but there, I don't have the strength. There is a slippery slope <laughs> argument. That's why I was very specific with what I was saying. Um, yeah. In India, the son of like a former prime minister was like picking people up off the street and just sterilizing them in a van. Oh so, boy! Yeah, because yeah, he was trying to deal with the overpopulation problem. So that's like the real government yeah. vigilante shit. <laughs> but and people will be like, "Oh, what about your uterus?" Like blah blah blah. And it's just like that's totally different. You know what I mean? If it, like. It would have to like help people. Yeah, you're mostly talking about things that are uh, preventative of death, not uh, forced sterilization in yeah, the back of a van. Yeah. Oh god! But you know, people like when you present that argument to people like anti-vaxxers that are very vocal and stuff like that's the kind of jump they would make. Exactly. That's why I was uh, yeah, getting very ahead specific. Of that. That's smart. <laughs> what about like religious practices? Like uh, a lot of, uh, not a lot of, but some African nations practice things like genital mutilation. When, there's also circumcision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's circumcision too. Like, should because I, f- I feel like uh, people call it gen- genital mutilation because it's a black problem. Like, yeah. and that's yeah. how that's viewed. That's interesting. I should the government intervene in shit like that if it's happening in the United States? But I don't know. So Let's just make I, it about circumcision. Should that be <laughs> like? Is that is that something that I think? Should be- I think a. a a uh, different thing because that's like uh, I guess it's hard for me to say that because kids also get their ears pierced. Yeah. So it's like it's hard for it, that. I feel like if it's not permanently harming the child like and but I also know, like I don't know how men feel about their dicks. So like <laughs> but like that's for me like I was fine getting my ears pierced when I was a baby. Right. Like because it yeah. didn't permanently like I don't know. But uh, like there's uh, fuck what was I going to say? Shit. Well, it's such a, it's such a, that's a tr- tricky, uh, very interesting area because it is very similar in a, in a sense because, yeah, I mean, circumcision is cutting off part of your kid's oh. skin uh, and it is a religious practice. It's permanent, but is it's it permanent, damaging? But it's not something that. It's unclear if it's damaging. Unless you get that one rabbi who does the old school thing and accidentally Sucks gives you a disease you with herpes. his gross fucking face. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to, oh. what I was yeah. going to say, there's another, Ugh. there's another genital uh, alteration. Um, <laughs> it's for intersex people. It's a yeah. huge problem um, that a lot of intersex people like stuff happens to them without their consent when they're kids. And then they identify as something else when they're older or like they, you know, it's, it causes a lot of trauma and stuff. And so there's been um, one of my friends, um, uh, Emily is a intersex advocate and uh, she's been like, you know, uh, the intersex youth advocates and stuff have been organizing to like pre- change those laws so that you can't, you know, commit surgery to children because of them being intersex. Oh, uh, intersex, oh, yeah. uh, intersex is where they're like, we have to correct this to make it one specific gender. Is that the surgery? I think that's that, the that's view what, of how they, that's, that's they're what, like, that's what this I mean, is wrong. Yeah. We have to correct it. Okay. Yeah. I think they're like, that we're is... going to make this one a boy. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So it's like, they, they take stuff out. They, you know, they change stuff and it's like, that's not necessarily hormonally how the child will develop or d- identifies or whatever. And then it like causes a lot of confusion and complications later. And it's also like completely not like the, the, the baby has no say in it whatsoever so you literally are like like that is you're determining a gender for a child yeah Yeah, that's that's pretty hard that's something the person uh having that done to them should always have a say in yeah but i think also like one of the arguments doctors make is um for example uh intersex people who like have vaginas but also undescended testicles like they uh, doctors say that they are at higher risk for cancer Uh, in uh, the testicular tissue but i think like i personally don't know if there's like enough data about that or like how that works but i i also don't know that the solution is just to remove them when you're a child do you know what i mean like i feel like they're i don't know but yeah so that's that's i think what they're fighting against is like misinformation and and stuff like that 
Yeah, because I can imagine that if you're born intersex and then you are somehow uh, surgically made one gender or the other, you know, in the eyes of the, the doctor and the parents, like that would fuck with your hormones and shit like a lot. Like yeah. I imagine they make you very depressed later on. And, and if, like, if your mom has like breast cancer, they don't like cut off your tits when you're a kid. They sure don't. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Well, because that's because you got to cut off the tits when they hit puberty because they don't yeah. have them when they come out. Because they're a distraction <laughs> to boys. Yes. Cut off all the titties. No titties anymore. Have, have some, we have a modesty hacksaw here at the middle school. And we just kinda, oh God, like, this is terrifying. The modesty hacksaw. That was the Ooh. band that that school shooter was in, right? That porno grindcore band. This is a reference that's three months old at this point. Who cares? Yeah. We've all like moved on, Kevin. A school shooter probably this week. No, yeah. Probably not. They don't happen that often. <laughs> no, no, no. We're a safe country. We're really smart. Should we get to should we get to a listener opinion then? Oh, yeah. listener opinion. Get the fuck out of here. Here we go. Mr. Brown. Appreciate the respect. Thank you. To an identity thief, the victim is a member of the faceless mass of humanity. But to that victim, it is an intensely personal crime, possibly with years of damage. Identity thieves are narcissists, at least, and probably sociopaths, and are everything wrong with the world. First offense, you get all ten fingers broken. <laughs> oh, that's where the unpopular opinion comes in. Second offense, <laughs> death penalty. You have proven you cannot be trusted to be a part of humanity, and I am 100% serious. <laughs> Gray Wolf. Okay, first of all, um, amazing name. Are you producing any of the Law and Orders? Oh, yeah. Also, chunk, chunk. is that your name? It's like... <laughs> uh, I, I agree yeah, with the Dick first... Wolf's son, Gray Wolf. <laughs> I Gray absolutely Wolf. agree with the first half of this email. Uh, I think the second half's a little extreme, but the I do fingers think... fingers or... <laughs> no, the death penalty for... for no, I'm saying, that. like, are you fine with fingers getting broken? Um, No, I mean, that's not... I mean, that's as far as I know, that's not how the courts work. I mean, if I found that's somebody... That's not hammer. hammer Rabbi shit. Yeah, <laughs> sure is, yeah. An eye for an eye. It is, like it we does, have other laws. Like why why do you yeah. figure are you in the mob? It does raise an interesting question. Like, should there be some financial crimes that the death penalty is involved in? Well now yeah, we're gonna I be talking like, about the death penalty. That's the that, that's the conversation. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Is that like yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not really no. in favor of the death penalty, <laughs> but if we got it. Yeah. No, I know. Is identity theft considered a white collar crime? I, think I never thought of it. That. I, th I don't know. I don't know if it is. I think that there are like. Um, it's like stepping stones for being a white collar. I think there's probably, probably different types of identity theft. Like there's probably like lower like use like fake credit cards that like that sort of thing that like. Yeah, and probably steal not PlayStation account password. because poor people do it. Uh, what identity? Oh yeah, yeah. identity theft. So it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be poor people like white collar criminals. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think like, I don't know. I guess I don't know anything about what kind of, uh, repercussions you get for identity theft if you're charged with it. Like, also, who's stealing the identity of gray wolf? <laughs> yeah. Red Fox. Like yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, <laughs> it's a really hard crime to solve yeah. and to, to convict someone. It does for. affect people's credits. And I used to, well, it's like, I used to work for, uh, I worked for target, but in their uh, credit card processing office and I would like look into when people submitted applications I checked them for fraud and you would get people who had like really shitty credit because someone yeah stole their identity you would get people who would steal identities and then use target credit cards to run up all these small charges that don't get flagged as fraud and it would just ruin people's fucking lives. Yeah. And it's a pretty it's, it's harsh impossible. It's, yeah, it's really hard to get back from that. Like that the like the kids opening fraudulent credit cards, that shit was easy to catch cuz yeah. you would get like a credit card application from someone who is 78 years old. And then you have this baby-faced youth on the phone. Yeah. And you're like, "What's your birth date?" And they'll tell you and then you go, "How old are you?" And they're like, oh, fuck. I didn't, think that. I didn't think one step further than this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, I don't know. I mean, it is a pretty fucking violating yeah. crime. And I also agree with Gray Wolf in that I think that a lot of people that perpetrate this crime are definitely sociopaths. If to be a sociopath, you have to not give a shit about anyone but yourself and just be only looking out for yourself and not have the emotional capacity to care about what you're doing to people, then yeah, it's a perfect crime for you. Do you not think it's also like an act of desperation from being poor? 
Um, well, I guess I was thinking more along like the, yeah, I was like thinking about more of the white collar crime version of it, like the Wall Street type. Uh, There's not I a mean, lot of identity kind of, theft in Wall no, Street. No, I meant like, like that like type fraud, of person, though, like yeah. that kind of sociopath. Yeah, but like, I think that there are a lot of um, younger people that are just like, I just need money. Well, I think that's any stealing, right? Like anytime yeah, anybody steals so that's, anything. That's, yeah. that's why it's hard for me to like to say that they're like all sociopaths. Yeah, like identity I'd, theft. Yeah. I think I think it depends on what kind of identity theft we're talking about, but I yeah. imagine that if you're like somebody that like just does it because you're good at that and you want to get I, money, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Like I don't think that's real. I think people do. Those it people they need are money. probably rare. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I don't think they do it just because they're like, can I get away with this? Yeah, I, I think they I do did. it because they're. I did credit card fraud investigation for City. I was Bank hoping you too. just said credit card fraud. <laughs> I'm a criminal. <laughs> I, I probably know. should because I worked in the field. I feel like I have some tips and pointers I could use. But a lot of what we saw at Citibank, like I feel like a cop now. <laughs> worked in two different fraud offices. <laughs> but a lot of what we saw there, it would be like uh, one. It was always like college kids, yeah, who thought they would just be able to call and say, "Oh, this would like." I didn't make these charges, take them off my account. Yeah. And the only real blow, like there was this one girl who like, she ran up, like she had $400 in auto repair charges and was like, that's not, those weren't my charges. And I was like, all right, do you have a car? What kind of car is it? And she, she told me what kind of car she had down to the, just lie kid. <laughs> Cause the next thing I just called the, the mechanic and was like, did this person bring in this He's kind like, of car? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. But the only real repercussion was she had to pay for it. Like yeah. Citibank wasn't going to like send the feds after yeah. her. Yeah. When, my, when my identity got stolen, I... But identity up, theft yeah. is a different thing than that. Yeah. Like identity theft, there is a victim yeah. involved. Yeah. And a lot of times it's more than just their credit. Like yeah. it's... I mean, it could just and be even, everything they have. And <laughs> even if it's just their credit, like sometimes it's their bank account. Yeah, like like old, in, like old people who get scammed on the phone into like losing all their money and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. They, like there are people who just take over identities. Yeah, and the difference, I think that's I think probably more along the lines of what you're thinking of. Yeah. That's like that's what I was saying. To be is able the sociopath to, shit. To be able to do that, you have to be a career fucking criminal. Yeah. Like you have to know what you're doing. To really take over someone's identity. Yeah. But to just like buy something in someone's name, like that's different. Yeah, that's that's a totally different. I wouldn't mm, go as far as say sociopath. It's you're a person who, uh, you know, obviously doesn't mind, you know, like, well, has like ha either is in a situation where they have to do this for a reason or just like ha saw an opportunity to be like, well, I can do this and it won't cost me anything. So why not give it a shot? Yeah. <laughs> and right. if it doesn't work out, then, you know, whatever. Uh I say uh, the the thing I think that the kind of identity theft that I think is good and I think we should do is you should steal the identities of dead people and rip off corporations like huge corporations. I think that'd be great. Like if you did it under a dead person and no, there's no one that's actually affected by it, but you fuck over a corporation, that's cool. <laughs> that's what corporations I mean. are people too. Oh, uh, that's right. I'm a sociopath, I guess. <laughs> under the law. <laughs> yep. Under like, uh, the law. I don't Mitt know Romney why. does exist. <laughs> I literally was going to bring up Mormons because they like convert dead people. <laughs> 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 yeah. They baptize dead people. Oh, and, then no, they, yeah. and then they tried to baptize Eli Wiesel while he was alive and it was just because they were baptizing like Holocaust victims Oof. who like died for their religion. <laughs> and then they were like, oh no, you're Mormon now. Isn't oh, they that did that fun. Yeah, they do that. All <laughs> too little, too late. They do that all the, they did that to George Carlin too. There was a, there was a website where you could make a Mormon an atheist or something like that. <laughs> Oh no! I'm just putting in names of my high school rivals. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to steal the identity of people who do that, and then just make them, uh, just like somehow remove, drain their their religious credibility. <laughs> like yeah. the Mormons that are out there trying to convert people, just like, hey, guess what? You're uh, now you're a Baptist. You're all, you're all out of religious lifeline. Well, I think that's our episode. We did it. We we made solved it. all three problems. We yeah. solved. I think we fixed a lot of problems happening in the world right now. <laughs> I think we've ended all the tension in comedy. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Not created way more. <laughs> no. I won't yeah, I get. Think it'll be fine. I won't get text messages about this episode text at messages. all.
All okay, right. sorry. We're Should done. we get out of here? <laughs> yeah, should we plug our Twitters? <laughs> I'm at KB Anderson, yo. Uh, I'm on there. Uh, in Bleak and Review Podcast, you can listen to that. I'm Paula V. Ganalan, P-A-L-L-A-V-I-G-U-N-A-L-A-N. That's my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, my website. Nice. Branded content. Uh, I'm at Adam Todd Brown, Todd with one D, on Twitter and Instagram. Fucking leave me. I have a fan page on Facebook. You can go like that. Yeah. Don't send me a friend request, you maniac. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm sending him friend requests. Send him letters directly yes, to please. his personal home address. But if you don't no, write it's... them up on a typewriter, it's bullshit. We're throwing them away. Write them in blood and please include. <laughs> but also, yes, do that. Send me a letter. 3727 West Magnolia Boulevard, number 1505 Burbank, California 91505. Address it to me or the Unpops Network. It's all going to somewhere I don't live either way. Hell yeah. And uh, also, I'm I'm starting a new uh, Patreon-only bonus show called, called The Burner Phone Show, Ooh. where you will be able to call me uh, like just out fucking randomly. I'm going to open the number up and people can call me. We're going to talk for an hour and I'm going to record it. So if you got a fucking shitty comment... That you want to get off your chest. Yeah. You'll be able to call and we can hash that shit out. You're like, please send me letters. Call me. I'm so lonely. He's all, call me, beat no. me. If you want to reach me, when you want to page me, that's okay. Hey! <laughs> all right, let's I've get out of here. I've always the Kim Possible of podcasting. <laughs> uh, Kevin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Polly, say goodbye. Bye, bitches. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Slit my throat, daddy. Oh, God. <laughs>